0: hello and you should be listening to let's drone out today we are joined by none other than adam Junibar. hello uh alexander that's me and you also work with matthew if he's still here hello yep with uh running the race box is that right that's right yeah cool uh we're joined by frank or andrew hello Jay Chipko. yeah, hello. NJ Tech. Hello. You'll be right taking my spot. And of course, <laughs> everyone's lovable window washer, <laughs> blazing
1: <laughs> hygienist.
0: <laughs> Tony. Well, thank you and enjoy
1: oh, tonight's God. show. <clears clears> Thanks,
2: <throat> 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 Such a busy house we've got in tonight. I mean, I know, look, full house. In.
1: It's a yeah, no, Sever- he-
3: several of us could easily duck out for a bit, have a little sleep if needs be. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> one on <laughs> the a. It's been my first day back at the office for a week. It's been, you know, tiring. So did you get to fly your t- new toy at all? Or just no! No. Here I was last week. The sh- the thing came. You saw You know the box come behind me. I then got up the next morning, flew to Greece. I came back yesterday, last night, and um, went straight to the office in the morning. I've got it as far as getting it halfway out of the box, that's it. Oh, it does man. look awesome, though. It's, it's kind of depressing. I did, I did have a Mavic with me in Greece, though, which was fun.
1: No, that's yeah. all right. At
3: least you took something. Uh, so well, the weather hasn't been too bad this
2: week, so I've actually got out and flown a couple of times. Uh, Sunday snowed,
3: snowed in Athens. Yeah,
2: well, we've had them here. UK news is, is all wrong, but yeah, no, it's been quite a good flying week. But this week we've got some special guests on, other than NJ Tech, we've got uh, Alex and uh, Matthew on. So, um, welcome, guys. So, Germany, Thanks.
0: and uh, where are you based yes. then, uh, Matthew? I'm UK, I'm down in Kent.
2: Ah, oh, right, sweet, yeah. So, um, Tony, you've been uh, playing with some boxes, haven't you? You want to read in? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Oh, I I have Jay. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, nah, um... nah, I mean what, what I found is because I mean we, we're as small little groups around us. We've been like wanting to get these little lap timers in, but it's been quite a market that migrated from the cars. Um, but there's some exciting new projects out in that that people may not have heard of, and uh, that's what I guess they're here to have a chat about tonight. I believe.
1: Yeah, just just going to chat about RaceBox, how it came about, and everything like that. So if we could uh, just hear you guys talk about it so matthew and alexandra it'd be cool if you could just chat for five minutes of how it all started
2: well how did you start what was the inspiration behind it alex what did i mean did you want to get your own times or what was the inspiration
4: (sighs) oh my inspiration was to learn electronics in the beginning it was about two years ago and in december 2015 i started with this infrared system it's the open source system you see at present it's called uh, easy reset timer and lots of people were using it and in last january i started to get interested in this uh, vtx timing solutions and i investigated some time to get used to it but first of all i had to finish the infrared version hmm. and the vtx version um, yeah i think it was about June or so, when this was um, ready for the world, yes. And that's the thing you know now as the Pocket Edition. It's um, this little thing, or the Waste Box, the the one for eight pilots at once.
2: Wow. But I mean, so so there's an open source sort of aspect that you've got that people can sort of replicate it themselves, um, or they've got (laughs) you can get, or?
4: Yes, the infrared version is completely open source. Everything. in the system, the the PCB boards, the, everything, everything. But the VTX version, the hardware is not open source yet. Um, but uh, we still have plans to release it. But at present, we can't due to some legal restrictions with some other guys. And um, yeah, and at present, we have some competitions uh, competitions on the market. I think you know it, and you will see uh, <laughs> who will be the winner in the in the end. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think the thing for us that, um, you know, work with the, the VTX system is, you know, mm. but I started racing at KQRC with, you know, David Allen, Nick Jones, kind of quite a few guys, and we wanted to buy an ILAP system. Yeah. And we looked at the ILAP system, and it was so expensive. And, you know, everyone's quite happy to spend 400 to 800 quid on a drone, right? You tell them that they've got to buy a receiver for 25 quid, and they're not happy, you know, they don't want to buy it. And all nice. pilot stuff. So um, I kind of got online, started looking at various other things, um, you know, tapped up the road racing guys, tried to speak to them. They're all on iLaps and come across kind of like the open source stuff with the IR. And um, it was probably about a year or two ago now. And I started messing around with the IR and I built kind of like this, this awful system that was just but it worked. you know he's using a the first one I used was an MC note I didn't even know how to program like a, a microchip or anything like that and then kind of as it evolved you know the lads no one really wanted to take responsibility for dealing with all the IR and no one really wanted to to spend it and plus the IR modules we made were they were huge but they were cheap but they were huge and i got chatting to a few guys online and we made these kind of this guy said oh you can you can time your quad using your vtx and we were like oh okay that sounds pretty cool but you know how's that going to work and i i remember putting this post online and everyone's kind of like no no it's not going to work you know this is this is never going to happen it'll never be accurate enough you're never going to do it and you know you kind of think like saying you know you try and time all these people then if you want to you know use your little ir's you go for it and um you know me and another guy justin atwood we messed about with this guy called um virgil buzzflyer um originally who who kind of helped make some bits and pieces and some bespoke stuff but in between all this you know i met alexander from airbirds who was the only guy at the time who was producing and selling like a an open source um, IR things. So we had this cross between the IR and the VTX, and to be honest, I, I didn't really want to do too much with the lap timing system at KQRC, um, and then it kind of, you know, I got wind again that Alex Dandre was, you know, making more bits and pieces, and, um, you know, we did a bit, we chatted online, and, you know, and your man sent through this bad boy, <laughs> uh, which... Late. I want to almost go. I don't know if you can see this. I want to go and get my NES out of yeah. the loft. Yeah. And, the old, <laughs> and the old control pad for it. No, I just kind of want to slot a game in there. And it's quality. You know, it's good. I'm, I'm not plugging it. I might be plugging it a little bit. And I was thinking, you know, is it going to work? That was the biggest thing, because the stuff we've made online with people, it works okay, but it didn't work as it should, you know, there was errors in it. And I had Mm -hmm. one go with this. And what I found, and Alexander will probably better help me, is you kind of can create a radius of where you are. So if your gate is a meter high, you can set the box so it's kind of scanning this kind of radius area. And when it worked the first time, and the second time, and the third time, and me and David Allen, daniel peters who um, crashed out at the uk drone show you know we was doing that It missed a few of dan's but i think dan was on the wrong channel he'll probably shoot me for saying that but it was definitely on the VTX <laughs> R- channel and, and it just worked and since then we've we've kind of you know um alexander's kind of implemented this web interface where we can tap into it and you can have kqrc and you can have your club you can have your pilots so in terms of getting into the field and actually setting up it's really cool it's really quick and i think that's probably the best thing that i liked about it was you could just kind of as long as everyone's on their right channels tony um <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some people know their channels that they're on for one
0: I, it's <laughs> unbelievable isn't it it's um you know it's one of the things we can all build these quads right but no one can uh no one seems to have the ability to to tune in a VTX channel, which I find bizarre sometimes. But well, uh, yeah. Run, well we're human, that's the we make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Tony swears I was on six hundred milliwatt, but um have,
1: have you wasn't. seen my video?
0: <laughs> I did.
1: Yeah. Whose name scrolled across the screen, eh? Yeah,
0: Nobby. It just <laughs> said yeah. Nobby.
1: Yeah, who's that? Do I don't <laughs> know.
2: Well, I mean, even if from the AI model, the thing that I really like about the system is that um, A, people can actually get it for without you know spending whatever they've got to get an open source package. Because for a while, I think there hasn't been anything that's equivalent to that. Um, but secondly, I think going forward, like the VTX is ultimately the thing that you don't have to attach, is the transponder working, and all those issues that come about from fixing something to the cord, we eliminated, and that's the promising thing for that. But I think all these lap timer systems have benefited so much now from... Moving to an open source package, which we've had for our flight controllers for quite a while now, and the whole ethos of our community is built around a lot of open source stuff. So it's, yeah. it's very refreshing to see it bleed out into other facets of our hobby. You know, I mean, it's gone to our TXs. It's gone to it goes everywhere that we start to develop. So big yeah.
0: hats. Yeah, that's true, Joe. I think that's the. I think that's why I kind of enjoyed making it originally. You know, I, I I learned to kind of program little, you know, microcontrollers and you know, tiny little things. I think that's where I got the enjoyment and kind of, you know, involvement in building you know little bits and pieces. Badly, I built them badly, but you know, enjoyed it.
2: So, Alex, you wanted to get into electronics. You said,
4: yes. Did you, um, find you got into it? <laughs> Uh, yes and no. I mean, um, I'm learning things all all the time, and um, yeah, I started programming about 17 years ago, and I never had something to do with electronics or so. I mean, I know there are plus and minus, yes, but, but that's it. And <laughs> in the meanwhile, um, yeah, I can um, design PCBs and so on. And I have here the really first version of the VTX tracking system. Wow! Yeah, it's just a, yeah, you see, a breadboard. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But this was really how I could uh, solve this problem, and, um, yeah, I can show you something. This is a complete, uh, yeah, the whole secret behind the VTX time tracking system. It's a normal module with just an antenna, and that's it. You tracks <laughs> only the RSSI value. That's the basic thing behind it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose that you say the basic way, but the one thing that I first thought when I heard of a solution like you know, the VTX is, you have to have it presumably very high, highly directional for receiving uh, antenna, for clocking it through the gate. Because you, you might have bleed forward from a VTX signal and to the point, I mean, how, how, how accurate have you found you could get the vtx to then, do you know?
4: Yes, um, first of the things uh, is um, you have to do some um, filtering on the signal. So that you know, okay, now it's really in the gate. And the accuracy at present with our system is about um, one millisecond to five milliseconds. It depends sometimes. Oh. And in the new version, in the version two, we will release uh, soon. Uh, we have less than one millisecond. Wow. And it's, uh, yeah, there's it lots of uh, filtering and uh, calculations. But I have to admit, the air system is always better than the VTX tracking system. Yeah. It's the nature of it. I mean, within the air system, you have this line, and if you cross the line, it triggers. And with the VTX system, you have a bubble. No matter what, um, how big it is, it's a bubble, not a line. Yeah. That's the difference. Wow. I'll be interested
2: to see it and uh, give, it some, uh, you know, give it a road test. I remember seeing your videos on YouTube quite a while ago, actually, uh, Alex. You were flying quite fast then. Do you get much time to fly and uh, test out your gates yourself?
4: Um, sadly, I can't fly that much anymore. I mean, I want to fly all the time and I'm building quads a lot, but I, I don't fly them because there's no time for it because of uh, this system. Yeah. and um, yeah. But the plan for you this year is to fly much, much more. Yeah.
2: Well, interesting your system, like any lap timing system, is a, a move for. Uh, more club events to move into a more of a mm-hmm. recognized time structure that means mm-hmm. they can go national and it can actually grow as a sport, uh, yeah. whereas it's quite limited at the moment for people to get into it from a club level. Much like the formula, you know, the, the, the motorsports, you don't go into the, the top end racing, you work your way up through the lower end, but there's no f- facility for to do that without that timing it's because it's a timing-based sport. So... Mm-hmm. It's fascinating what what flying is going to enable and how the flying will change from the system you've produced. So I don't think it's been in waste to uh, develop systems like this. Um, We at
4: at RaceBirds, uh, we have a small racing uh, team, with uh, three pilots, and they're practicing all the time with the system. And uh, with the system, we could uh, check what we're doing wrong in, 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 uh, in small curves and so on. And so they could improve their flying skills a lot.
2: Wow, I suppose, yeah, what what time segments between gates and things you can have, yeah. Yeah.
1: Ah. So, can you fly upside down through the gate, and will it still trigger it?
4: Um, The system doesn't know from which side you are coming from. So, uh, there has to be some uh, spot loss or or something like this um, to check if the pilot is uh, going the right way. Yeah, I cannot say he's now flying backwards or something like this, it will trigger.
0: But it, it, it will trigger upside down because if you imagine kind of two balloons, when them two balloons meet, if you imagine that the VTX signals, when they cross, that's when the trigger happens. What um, what I found is that you can, within the program itself, you can set a delay so that, um, you know, unless you're, you know, Gary or Luke and you're pulling eight second laps, you know, most of us are pulling... I mean, you know, Star. you do about a 35, but, you know, it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can set it so that it won't register anything under 20 seconds, say. So, you know, mm-hmm. the quickest lap round there is 20 seconds. You set that to 20 seconds, you know, it's not going to get a false reading if you you know, if you're coming back across a bit of the circuit. And I think one of the things that obviously Airbirds have done is, the the software the back end of it is quite clever with you know the actual unit itself you know it's it's, it's items and they work but the, the software on the back end is doing quite a bit and you know that's what I was most impressed with and you know that it seems to it seems to work really well
1: good good Tony,
3: so do it's... you want to come back about your lap speeds <laughs>
1: he just know, he just knows I'm faster than he's just trying to get a dig in yeah <laughs> um, I'm inside, interested
5: actually um it, with the because you're using a like a VRx and then just taking the rsSI out of that measurement of the, the video strength yeah. from the, the yeah. vTX
4: yes that's the, the, yeah that's the first you step need? you have to do
5: yeah but do you because do you because the the VRx is like demodulating and finding the the uh the the start of a frame and all this kind of stuff.
3: Uh, mean- no, it, it, it,
4: no, no, it, it doesn't know where the frame starts and so on. Um, but um, uh, it won't. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not. It's not an issue because um, the system will trigger for each quad at the same place. I mean, um, if you have a, a round um, racing track, and even if. Uh, the system will trigger for one quarter, one meter away of the start and finish gate, it will trigger at the same place in at the next round. And so for all people, it's having um, the same lap times.
5: Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, could there be another version of this? Because the VRX, you know, if you are just using a VRX and, and it's doing stuff, like it's doing what it would usually do, to, to produce a video signal, but you don't need any of it, you don't need it to do any of that to give you a, an RSSI signal. Oh, ah, okay. no, no. No? Is, no. Is, is, there, is there any way that you could just, in the future, some dedicated just, it's the RSSI and not ha- not putting out any, any of the work that's involved with that, do you know?
4: I don't understand the uh, question correctly.
1: Nor do I, because you were breaking up a little bit there as well.
5: I'll type it in the chat and get someone else to read it out then. <laughs> okay. Thanks.
2: So, like, you've obviously uh, like tinkering with, uh, you know, version one, version two. Is there anything in the pipeline after this then? Now that you've got to the point where you're back to flying, Alex? Is there? Uh... Any other exciting projects you're thinking about or working on the Oh, yeah,
4: on that?
0: There
4: are lots, yeah, there are lots of projects. I mean, um, we are creating uh, motors at present. Uh, well, not uh-huh. at present. Uh, we are doing it tempo for about one year. Um, We're doing lots of research on it. And uh, yeah, we have some prototypes in our office now. And uh, the first pilots are testing them at present. And then we will um, yeah, release them. And everything is done in Germany. I mean. We've designed them in Germany and we are assembling them in Germany. No China. That's important for us. Well, what was Um, the Hacker
2: Motors? Weren't they German? Hacker? I can't remember actually coming back.
6: Hacker was German Motors, uh, yes. Were they? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean,
6: going back to the helicopter days. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: it's back in my start of my fixed-wing days, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We also have this yeah, this um, platform called FPVsports.io. Uh, fpv and it's this race management software. And it's also open for everyone. It costs nothing. You can use it. And um, many different companies and organizations at present are using this software. And they're also using the API of the software. This means, um, although the, the hardware may not be open source of all the systems, but we are trying to make everything Else to be open as possible. For example, yeah. anyone can use the Wastebox API to uh, code their own time-tracking system or whatever. The protocol is open.
3: Are you hoping that people will use, will buy your hardware?
2: No, no, yes. you can make the yes. hardware. Oh, ah, yeah. well, the new one, yeah.
4: Uh, for example, yeah, but, MultiGP but, implemented the software a few days ago. Okay. That's your right. way they have to buy it from us. That's correct.
3: Yeah. Good. Well good. You deserve something for your hard work.
1: Indeed. What I like about it is um not having to prepare for a for a race like having to find a five take your quarter part, finding a five volt out. And then um it not registering when you fly through a gate like that sometimes. Um as this will register every time, even if you're upside down or as slow as uh, Matt Elstead.
2: Wow, are you two friends
0: or enemies these days? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: mostly mates, but he started yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's because he's got a slow car. That's all it is. It, it, it kind of, there's, there's a whole lot to this. <laughs> you know, it,
2: it sounds like rather than NJ taking the, the place of Jack tonight, it sounds like you two.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we had uh, we went for we went in China and new flying place over the last weekend, and there was some let's say some video clashes. That so we all
2: yeah. love. Yeah. We I love. actually had bad news this week of a, a site uh, in Cambridge. It's fabled. I mean, there was there was many stories written about this place. It was called uh, RAF Upwood. It was an abandoned RAF base, um, but they left most of the buildings there. Sometimes you can fly through all sorts of things. Um, but they even left oh, yeah, tanks sort
3: of the... there. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Fly around can tanks. They, I early. mean, you guys you you can leave. fix stuff up. Uh, you think we can get the tanks working? Well, you can actually you can turn the turret around.
2: You can spin them right around. That's awesome. about it. Oh, but I mean, as a flying site, it's FPV paradise, as we call it, because there's some buildings to go down, these, you know, trees, and there's all sorts of just interesting bits to fly around. Um, but sadly, there's a lot of people that could also gain access to light fires and throw gas, can, you know, aerosols on fires and things and letting the pigs out that get shot eventually. So they've decided to close it and ban it for anyone going on site. So it's a bit of a sad thing yeah um, upward but uh, it came I mean I'm quite I've only been there a couple of times um, and it sounds like they closed it down but um, there's no there are people that use the site for Airsoft things. Um, there's no reason why they probably wouldn't open it up. but now I've got this dilemma I don't know who's on the site there to say, look if everyone pays 50 pounds for the next nine months before it's knocked down, we just fly on the site. you know they've just take check ID or something. there's got to be a way to make it work from the landowner um but sadly it's it's one of the good sites around this area that's been closed down or not closed down but denied access
3: Is the landowner still the RAF
2: well I don't think so I mean there's farming on the the site and everything there's there's different land ownership aspects to it I think they just left it in the mid 90s and left the tanks there presumably but (laughs) uh, yeah I think they got dropped in later but it's a shame Rest in peace, REF, upward. Ru- Rust
3: in peace. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what, what is it like uh, over in Germany? Are you pretty? Have you got uh, It's a much larger space, Alex. Presumably, you've got some nice flying spots.
4: Um, here in Saarland, there are not so many spots because everything is very really on in one big place here. Um, but well, I'm living next to French and Luxembourg, and yeah, we have some nice places here, of course. And in Bexbach, um, and may- maybe you heard of it, there was the first German FPV race made by Rolf Wenz uh, two years ago. What was it called du again? Rolf Wenz. Oh, I oh, know oh, Rolf, yeah. Is, it, is he the guy who works Rolf, in the gallery? Rolf Wenz, Rolf
0: Wenz, yeah. sorry, yeah,
1: That's yeah. Yeah, yeah he,
0: he, he, I see stuff of him posting stuff in a garage. Is that the guy?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. him. He's really yeah. funny. Well, I saw
0: a, a thing where he did something waiting for bits from Banggood, and he was kind of screaming and all sorts.
1: Yeah, he's quite funny. <laughs> his videos. I did. I wasn't sure if um,
2: they would have banned flying after one landed at Angela Merkel's feet or in front of her about a year ago. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, i mean, talking about banning it? Did we? Uh, I saw a post this week about front of an aircraft Um, Uh, so and then i've seen some other posts kind of you know nulling out this this kind of story what's what have you guys heard
1: i heard it was a drone strike and then i heard it was actually a plane hit i think they were towing it and it hit another plane or something that's what i heard so Uh. The late it looked too much damage to be a uh, bird or drone. Well
2: they said it could have been a structural thing because the actual uh, radome or whatever it's called, radome, uh, was actually replaced four or five years ago in South, Af- uh, South uh, Africa. And they showed why By that drone. was replaced. So uh, they're saying it's not a drone though. It's either structural, it's hit something on the ground, or it's a structural problem with it that crumpled in. Because if you're flying like, at least 200 miles an hour on these things anyway, if it has a weakness in its structural thing, but the important thing is, it, it
0: wasn't. It wasn't again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least it wasn't a plastic bag this time. No. Mm.
1: Um, what have we got asked here? What is yeah. the ground signal port on the Pocket Edition for? Is it yeah. wired connection instead of Bluetooth?
4: Um. Yeah. Okay. You need your Raspberry Pi. And your pocket edition. And um, the ground, yeah, it's a ground signal, uh, but there's also a SIG. And you connect it to one of the GPIO pins. You have to uh, to check the documentation. I can't remember the pin number. But then you can uh, get the VTX signal, I mean, the triggering to your Raspberry Pi. And then the open source version of Easy Reset Timer has a cool VTX time tracking solution. Yeah, there you go.
1: BSM Web says, "I love the Airbird system. It's been an amazing tool. So much great data." Uh, and Erwin L asks, "What is the difference between the TBS systems and uh, the between this and the TBS system?"
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I have here the TBS system and. Um, there is no difference. Not I mean, different. they're using yeah, they're using the same technology. It's this eye tracking, also with their own algorithms to check um, how the quad is flying by and so on. I think the main difference is the software. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, honestly, I never checked out the TPS system. But what I've heard is, um, if you lost the connection to the TPS system via Bluetooth, you're also losing the data. And with our system, you're not losing the data because everything is. It gets calculated on the system, and if you lose uh, the Bluetooth connection, you can go back and read out the data. So you don't have to be in range of a Bluetooth. I think that's the difference.
1: Okay. Yeah, we saw that on our BSM web's um, video they done. We we could see uh... We could see. <laughs>
3: um,
1: just,
4: I'm laughing because
1: everything
4: gets muted. You mute your <laughs> mic. <laughs> ah, there's, there's one, one last thing to add. Um, I think uh, the TBS system can track uh, the Connex system. And yeah, with version 2.1 of our firmware, we can track also all channels of the Connex system. It got tested last weekend in Las Vegas. On the CES show, and this was done by Nicky Wilson from FAB Canada. They tested it out, and it worked.
1: Matt's going to have to be unmuted now.
2: <laughs> well, uh, well, I did not mute him. So yeah. we've also got NJ on the check of the call. We've had a couple of times. NJ, have you uh, flown through many gates and lap
6: times? Would you like to set the safety lap? yeah set the safety lap the precedent for everyone else I mean it it, it sounds uh, yeah I don't do an an awful lot of of racing to be honest with you but uh, I mean the thing that I've seen from what I've read plaguing other systems seems to be things like the variables like a quad passing very close to the gate but not actually going through the gate triggering certain systems I'm not sure if this is more something that has been an issue for the IR based stuff um as opposed to this system i guess a lot of it is probably going to be in the calibration as you say the quicker this can be set up the quicker it can be calibrated to the size of a particular gate etc i guess that's that's probably one of the the more important things i mean how how is that how is that actually done say if you set up a small gate and you want to calibrate that as your uh, say your start finish point how do you go about doing that and, and how quick is it to do
4: yeah, um, I was uh, tracking a tiny loop race, uh, last weekend, and I've tested uh, the system with a tiny loop and it, yeah, it was just about, about five minutes for me to set it up, but honestly on this weekend, uh, it took me about yeah, nearly one hour because I've had so many different tiny loops and all of their VTX transmitters had different output range and it was always fluctuating. Um, but uh, the system itself has some nice um, tricks to get, uh, yeah, to handle this situation. And um, basically you only have to set uh, one value in the system and this is called the smart sense tolerance. Uh, smart sense is just an algorithm. Um, for example, if you fly through a gate, the system measures your highest SSI strength. And it knows, okay, this is your highest value. This means you was very close to the gate. And then you can set a small tolerance, for example. And this tolerance is the distance you can set for a gate. Um, for example, the tolerance of five is a gate of about thirty centimeters. And that's the way you set up, um, yeah, the the, yeah, the width of the, yeah, width of a gate and so on. And that's, how much?
6: Uh, how much? Um, how much of a variable is the actual? Strength of the VTX as it's passing. Huh. So, whether ones at twenty-five milliwatts or whether ones at a higher output, how will that affect uh, the race? If you've, because quite often at races you get people. Well, I mean, everyone should be on the same strength, um, mm. but we we hear instances of <laughs> of, of that of yeah people going through this, people being cheeky and trying to get the advantage. But I mean, is there a way to account for that without it causing too much variation or, or causing problems with the calibration?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, this issue should be handled by this uh, smartsense uh, value, this, this algorithm. Um, but like I said before, if someone is, uh, everyone is losing 25 milliwatt. But if someone is losing 200 milliwatt, for example, the system will trigger um, far more away from the gate. That's, that's for sure. But on the next round, it's triggering at the same place. So it won't make such a big difference. Well, yes, for the first round but then they are on par like the other ones. Right. Okay.
1: FPV Canada says, we use Airbird's timing exclusively for Canada. Amazing product, and it is better than anything on the market.
2: Tried and tested then. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, and Nolstrom, I can't pronounce your name, asks, my pocket edition never saves the set VTX channel. When you go off the settings page and back, is this an app
4: bug? Um, That's something I can't answer now, but, uh, well, when you go to the, uh, I think he's talking about the mobile application. And then he's going going to the settings page, um, it's reading out the settings from the device. I think this should be a bug. Um, Yeah, just contact me via Facebook or via email, and I will sort this out with this guy. That's no problem. I'm doing all the time support over Facebook and Skype and so on. It's
1: something I'm used to. There you go. Cool. So um, everyone needs to be on twenty-five, Matthew.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) The legal limit.
0: You can't have anything but twenty-five yeah yeah i think most people are now on 25 i think it's it's got better since the (laughs) since the kind of little fx ones come out with the little buttons it's certainly got better
1: yeah Mm. um Um, someone else has asked uh i think something
6: that will also help is just uh trying to encourage people to buy at least one set of left-hand polarized antennas so that you can have Eight pilots, four on left hand, four on right hand, um, and that makes uh, that makes things a little cleaner still. Um, always tricky to try and get people to to do that, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it is tricky, but. Um it's we you know we've tried that quite a bit at kqrc we tried the whole left hand right hand we separated out channels at 40 hertz we tried race band channels but there's always some little uh, you know there's always a rogue in there and it's not you know they could be on the right channel but um you know one of the guys at the club david allen he's got uh, he's got kind of an rf scanner unit and you know some signals are very clean and other signals are very, you know, what we call dirty, where the the kind of bottom of them is maybe, you know, spreading across two channels. So I think that's once VTX are tidied up, and someone just puts eight channels only on them, it, it might start helping. Well, let's
6: also, uh, it's, it's also got to do with the area as well, because the area can have its own, you know, sort of sweet spots. Um, that that certainly can play a part in it. We've we've travelled around the different spots and found certain areas are. Uh, can be quite unfriendly to certain frequencies so uh, I guess that's something that, that's always worth that checking and, with a scanner before yeah. you actually assign channels. Yeah, yeah, that and weather. Yes of course, Yeah, the moisture density definitely uh, causes problems, but more uniformly.
1: Um, someone else has <laughs> said uh, something about um, RF-E Explorer VTXs change their power and frequency as they warm up, will this have an effect?
4: well yes it would have an effect if you just do um if you just measure the fsi strength but with the algorithms it won't have an effect because the filters and so on yeah it won't have an effect with the filters okay in the software sorry jay you saying?
2: um i was just going to say less than you know let we shouldn't forget that we slam these things into hard objects and these electronics are never really designed to take these sort of impacts that sometimes they get <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They do get abused and smashed up a bit. They,
3: they do. Yeah.
1: Is there any other um
3: it's what they wanted.
0: Yeah. So with the um with the airbirds now, will it um I've seen kind of race band two appearing, which is lower down the channels. Will would this system kind of work with a race band two or is it a completely kind of new RX that you're going to need in the newer system. Have you, have you come across race band 2 yet? Alexander
4: um, Yeah, at present uh, the, the box you have uh, it, it supports 40 channels and um, We are testing at present the internal new firmware version and you can set any channel you want on the five gigahertz band um, All right. This, yeah, that's the firmware which was also using Conex to test our system in Las Vegas so we know it works and it will also work with low band and so on.
0: That's good. That's yeah, that was one of the things that I think is going to be important because potentially with race band 2, um, you could end up with 16 pilots in the air. Mm-hmm. You could have race band 1 and 2 running and if you run it like your man says with left hand and right hand aerials throughout the group, you might have to build a race tracker for 16 people rather than 8.
4: Yeah. Um, is race band 2 a uh, race band plus this low band?
0: It's a lower band, yeah. Okay. It's uh, I'm not sure where it sits. I think it's five, six, five something.
2: When did you first
0: hear about it then, uh, Matthew? I um I'm kind of friends with the guy, Ollie Peters, who everyone calls Saggy Nun. Um <laughs> It was a bizarre name. It's a bizarre name, but he's uh, yeah, he's a really cool. And any backstory story on that? I I'm hoping he's listening and actually he's going to kind of come up and tell us why he is called Saggy Nun. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, let's, let's let's see if he if tell us. But um, yeah, Ollie Peters was running um, a BTX that he got from Banggood. And he could run his VTX while everyone else oh he's quite selfish, so he wants to race while everyone else is practicing. So um, you know, if he's on a frequency that's kind of all the way down the bottom end and doesn't interfere with one to eight or race band, you know, he was up and flying as well. So that's how I come about it, just through a bit like everything, you see someone with it and you you know, even though you don't need it, you, you kind of want one. Yeah.
1: Um, there's another question coming. Where is the best place to put the VRX timer with respect to the gate to get the most precise uh, time?
4: In the middle of a gate. <laughs> yeah, bottom and middle, I would think.
1: Okay, so we can crash into that bit.
4: Uh, well, on our event, um, I made a small hole uh, in the, in, on the terrain and put the box in it. And it worked very well, but even if you place it next to the gate, it's not that that so much it, uh, uh, better. If you yeah.
1: go next to it or or in the middle, is best.
4: Excuse me. So
1: the mid the Sorry. the middle of the gate is the best place to put it, really.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But but you can also place it next to the gate. it Won't make much of such a big difference.
1: Okay. Cool. Have we got any more questions? Has well, anyone else? Any got any questions? Yeah,
2: if they are, they, I mean, they can find us on the YouTube page and uh, chat to us there if they've got any questions. So, um, there is someone who's been building so many different little quads these days who hasn't been on the show for a little while, I don't think. And his name is NJ Tech. I think when you first came on this show, you had about 3,000 subscribers and you've clocked another thousand now. So, things have opened up for you, Mr. NJ Tech
6: yeah it's slowly getting there um, as, as things are kind of expanding on the channel it's uh, I've, I've just got more and more things to try and cover so uh, ty- time is is somewhat of a premium but uh, yeah I've certainly started to look more at the micro stuff and that's really just out the fact that the weather's so damn awful in the UK at the minute and uh rather than going out and getting cold hands it'd be nice to be able to fly some some nice micro stuff and uh one I'm building at the minute is kind of that 90 size like the 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 real tiny uh brush setups um one of those in, in brushless form wow. um running little 10000kv motors on uh on a on a 2S and so uh yeah, it should be uh should should be interesting to see just uh, just how well these things can perform down at the the really the really tiny level. And brushless so, is obviously great because you don't get that sort of motor fade that you get with the brushed ones when you start abusing them. Exactly. Uh, well even just for file. a long run. I mean, we did a go track track for a little
2: while and going around a track quite a few times, you know, half an hour, if you're going battery after battery, they do start sagging and you've got to give them more money.
6: Yeah, so. they they do. I, I think you know it's the brushed motor technology has has it's pretty close to being at its most mature. I can't see that really getting much better. But obviously, it's it's quite cheap to produce, which is why you get lots and lots of these these quads sort of appearing every week. Um, but you know, making these tiny brushless components, they're they're. I mean, up when I actually received the pack of these tiny, I think they're eleven oh three. 10,000 kv brushless motors they are literally half the size of your thumbnail um which is which is incredible really that they're they're actually managing to produce these things so small and suppose um, yeah it'd be, be interesting
2: for the us market that's complete no registration or anything isn't it yeah, I
6: would yeah imagine
2: I so quite powerful so oh, i would be interesting to see that when you uh
6: get yeah the- yeah, so it's that and the um, the other one, of course, which I, I still have to follow up on was this Dytone GT2, which, again, I'm, I'm really quite stunned by how good some of the RTFs are getting because, as you know, for those of us who've been in doing this for a fairly decent amount of time now, we've we've kind of grown with the t- all the various technologies. But for someone who's just getting into it, it's so easy to forget. There's There's kind of an overwhelming amount of information that you have to learn. Um, you know, in terms of of what everything does and, you know, how to, to you know, just terminology that we're so used to, to someone who's just getting into it. And I get this, you know, just the other day, I had two people uh, sort of local to me that were asking about getting into it. And you start to explain to them what everything does. And, you know, it's an an hour's chat just to try and explain everything. Um, So the RTFs that are getting better, is it, that's a real good thing you know i think everyone assumes that most rtfs are generally fairly terrible and you know a lot of us try to encourage sort of custom building from the start by your frame choose a good set of motors good set of escs etc mm-hmm. um but this dietone gt2 i was i was genuinely shocked at the quality of the components, um, the frame. You know, the, fra- the frame is absolutely brilliant. I've I've got a lot of uh, good things to say about that, and I've I've done some good crash testing with it, as you've seen in some of my videos. And it's, uh, yeah, there's just good. There's good thought that's gone into the design, um, and that's as long as that's happening, then I'm happy. As long as people are innovating and coming up with with fresh solutions, rather than just you know, and we see this a lot, just copying. Current ideas or ripping off frame ideas and just putting it out for the sake of trying to make a quick buck. Ditone have actually done something quite good here and come up with some really nice ideas and solutions to make a a, a really great little RTF. Something that you know, as a custom builder, I, I wouldn't otherwise have bothered with um, if it hadn't have been handed to me and I had a chance to try. It. I, I can now actually recommend this to even seasoned pilots. So um, yeah, it's it's all. I mean, there's only one quadcopter that I could ever recommend, the product
2: brochure, to get a laugh from, and that is for the GT2. Um, I mean, it's a highly polished uh, you know, blurb that says about all the design things they've done, have to, have to think outside the box and rebuild it from the ground up, and that's all fine. But just some of the comments they left in there because it got lost in translation for what was marketing material and perhaps what was design notes. Such as, it's such a pity that we left this, the titanium screws out and used steel ones. And it's like, <laughs> it's not a pity. You've chosen that and it's a marketing stuff. I have yeah. never laughed so hard.
6: Yeah. I, th- I think there's one guy that could literally mop up and just go around to all of these companies rewriting all the marketing material to make sense and yeah, the instruction manual.
3: Because it doesn't do it justice if you're it. <laughs> you read it. you know how hard it hilarious. is to write that stuff, though?
6: Like, what, to actually write? Well, I've written. I've written technical manuals for uh, products outside of uh, outside, well, in, in a different industry. Um, so yeah, I do I do appreciate how how tricky it is to do. But um...
3: the the worst thing I have to do is write the back cover of books. You know, the bit that's meant to capture you in a couple of paragraphs and make you <laughs> yeah. want to buy it. But when you, and, you oh when my you god,
2: like physics! Like the, one of the points was that they can focus the gravity around this thing. And yes, it, that's it, right. But. <laughs> Yeah, no, it uh, looks like a promising machine, and, and from your flight test, it looks uh, like it flies very well, actually. And that was yeah. Sunny Sky
6: Motors on it, wasn't it? Uh, the, the motors were made in collaborate. Well, you know, i use the term collaboration loosely. They may have just turned around Sunny Sky and said, make some motors and put our branding on it. Um, yeah. But, you know, rebranding motors is, is no new thing, is it? You know, Tiger Motor did it years and years and years ago for various different companies, and I think they were, who was it that they would do, was it? For Lumineer until they got their own, they've got their own factory now. Lumineer, I think, but um, before that, I think they was it was it Tiger that were making for them. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, you know, rebranding. Really new, a...
2: new build for the year. Who knows what is space? Alex, what are you flying these days? Then are you a the fixed wing? You your
4: quads? What are you flying? Oh, I tried flying a fixed wing last year, but I stopped directly with it because it just <laughs> crashed all the time. <laughs> and I didn't manage to start it. It was just going into the ground all the time. It's, it was a bonsai. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I know the bonsai. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It's that now. <laughs> and at present, I built a few days ago with a D-Quad obsession, and that's the quad I'm flying at present. Yeah. Uh, you see it.
1: Metal yeah. little Danny
4: flies that, I think. Yeah, maybe I also have a, a, a free, yeah this one
3: that's clearly a guitar, <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a guitar right. <laughs> yes and this one is a a smaller quad with a free store whoops uh, it crashed last weekend but um yeah it's very good it has a it has a built in this uh, kiss i o this new all in one flight controller oh yeah 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 Right, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm flying at present. Cool, cool.
2: Um, well, I know what are flying because he's a reaver at the moment, two and three. Matt, Matthew, what are you flying
0: then? I'm flying the. Uh, looks like we're doing this. Hold on.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I was yeah. only just trying to. Oh, he's lined them
3: that?
0: all up.
2: I mean, there I've seen go. this on the frame, but yeah. Oh, it's New Year, isn't it?
0: The, the wife really gets annoyed with them now. Uh, <laughs> They're going to live somewhere. So I've got the... Is that, uh, is
3: that is that the bedroom that you share with your wife as well?
0: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's safer away from the kids here, believe me. There's three kids running about downstairs. So I've got the, um, the Shen Orca um, running race flight. Um, and this is really cool. I really like this. It's um, I'm not very good at pit tuning, so... The Revo F4 board works really well in that. And then I've just built the the new Lumineer one. Um so this is pretty cool. What's and, that called? Uh I'm not it's the Sharpoo one. Dave. Dave. Dave's frame. It's the QAVX. Um,
1: it's QAVX.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I prefer Dave. <laughs> you can rename it. You could rename Sharpoo Dave, definitely. <laughs>
1: Nj, Jay, we'll be sending you a Revo soon. We're, the motor mounts will be in soon, so you'll be getting one of them to build and review. Well, I've
6: got a big stack of components waiting ready in, in one corner of my, my building room, Tony. Excellent. So very much looking forward to uh, to seeing that and having a play. Good, good.
2: So, uh, yeah, Alex, you referred to your motors then. I mean, is that something likely to be uh, out on the market this year? or has
4: uh, they, Yes, uh, of course. Of course, uh, we will release them this year f- uh, for sure. And um, yeah, we have a yeah I have to say a funny problem at present. And um, we have a professional uh, measuring stand for testing all these values of a motor, but we are not getting the same value, like for example with this mini quad test bench. And even if you test uh, motors from other manufacturers, we are also not getting the same values like the one for mini quad test bench. And at present, we are checking what's going on. It's, uh, yeah, it sounds a little bit strange, but um, it's not that easy to uh, to do measurements um, who are orbit time the same, especially with some um, LiPo's.
1: <laughs> do we not, no. can, you, can you tell us anything about them? what KV you're going to do? Is there yeah, going to be a sure. different addition? Sure.
4: Yeah. And we have, uh, I think we also released a picture of it, I have to check it. Um, Yeah, of course, we have um, uh, 2205 with 2300 KV and 2500 KV. Okay, cool. Yeah, and the weight, what was the weight? I don't know, I can't remember, Um, but it's, I think it was the same weight like the Copa Championship, the present one, the, um, the and they're, 22, they're gonna,
1: 05. Yeah, they're going to be called Airbirds at uh, uh, the same
4: Um We don't have a name yet at present. <laughs> we are looking for a name at present, um, but um, yeah. Uh,
1: so we could do an LDO competition then to name okay, the, the Okay, yeah. Oh, oh, go. Someone got mine already.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, <yeah>, sorry, Adam. much <laughs> <laughs> by
2: the face. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. We got uh, a couple of questions here. Gabriel Bo asks, uh, NJ, uh, are you ever have you ever thought about doing some stick vids, NJ? Um,
6: so, in my playlist for the flight tutorial stuff that I've done, uh, and I'm very particular about laying out my channel, so all the playlists are there so you can find things quite easily, there is a, a flight tutorial playlist and everything that I've done in that is done in black box with a sticks overlay. They might be talking about whether I want to do a freestyle video with a top down shot of what I'm doing with the sticks. Um yes if I can maybe coach Jay into standing over me and filming down at the uh, transmitter while I fly about. Um sure yeah I, I, I might might very well do that uh in the future as soon as it warms up a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah it is a bit cold out there. Yeah it's horrible. And Can't boy, has asked, uh, he missed the the VRX timer talk, but asked if the webcast overlay has been worked out yet, question
4: mark. So I think the webcast, uh, he talks about an overlay, for example, open broadcast or something like this. So you can see, uh, for example, the live footage of a video and all the timing data. And uh, yes, it's done. Um, there are two solutions, uh, one is uh, FPV Sports, there is a script for it, uh, which you can um, enter an open broadcaster and it will show a, a basic web page with all the information and the other solution is called ChronoWeb. And they also have a bigger version with lots of uh, video effects and so on, it's for big events and they also have uh, support for the webcast and the waste box and so on.
1: There you go, Voice of Doom is your answer right Uh, what time we got left only a couple more minutes is there any is there any one in the chat with any more questions please
2: any news anything yeah well the days are getting longer i'm looking out to get flying soon can't wait till
3: the uh, spring comes around again it'd be nice if they got a bit longer and also weren't snowing no, I've nice. got snow
6: where you are because we haven't got any here in, uh,
3: well,
1: no, in sunny Bedfordshire.
3: I had snow a couple of hours ago. Yeah.
1: yeah it's melting pretty bit, pretty. It's melting a lot fast. I'd
6: like at least to be able to to have one nice snowy video freestyle flight. Just the exactly. one, and then I'm done with it. That,
2: there is that. Tony's
6: already had that when he's
2: dive bombing a viaduct.
4: Yeah, I did. Would you guys really like freestyle?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, freestyle is the... the... Uh, Sorry, let us speak for Jack, who's who's (laughs) muted, but yeah, only that. Only that. (laughs) (laughs) There's all sorts. You know, like,
2: there's so many facets to this. Like, if I want to get a nice picture of some scenery or video, there's another aspect. If I want to just knock around in the park without setting up gates and everything like that, that's, that's freestyle. I guess racing is fun, but it takes effort to set up a race, and it requires a few of you there to a put up gates markers pick it all up at the end of it and that's sometimes oh, that's
3: the worst you have to have friends yeah. you have to walk around tidying up <laughs> after yourself it's it's just too much isn't it
2: flying uh, around i i, I did think you could make a, a a robot to pick up the markers that you put down that's robot about, friends that's what rather, we mean. Than, rather than actually walking around to do it but no but the, the truth is it takes more effort to have a race so I, like uh, I think I think there's a there's,
6: there's there's a stress element there as well with with the racing stuff. You tend to see people kind of with elevated blood pressure, and I could I could I certainly get the adrenaline rush that that uh, the racing thing uh, certainly attracts certain certain people to. But um, I've I've only found whenever whenever I've done racing this, I certainly come home with many more parts of quads than if I'm <laughs> freestyling. Do you like freestyle?
4: Uh, honestly, I am a bad freestyler. I can't fly beautiful. It's impossible for me. Well done, well done. <laughs> so I don't get it why people like freestyling. I mean, I'm, I um, respect the people who are, can do this, but for me it's, it's boring. I, I don't get it why people are doing it, but yeah. I also have to admit, I can't fly freestyle.
6: <laughs> all right. It's, it's I, art, I, Alex. You, you have also, to embrace the art form.
2: Sometimes people fly around and they throw, you know, they throw it around. It's not necessarily a beautiful thing to watch, as in beautiful video. Uh, it can be quite, you know, um, I don't know. Well, what I'm saying is I suppose there's different levels of it. And I think the, the proximity flying and all that, I think any sort of the flying, whether it's a race or a freestyle, is, is something that can be appreciated. I mean, we tried to get Tony to fly freestyle at you know, let's strone out games and actually it really
1: happened, didn't
2: it? He, he started to fly imaginary gates in the sky but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was hunting for gates <laughs> and but
2: yeah, you know I, I, I think being boxed in you sometimes lose out on whatever's there at the time and I, I don't think it's whether it's a like or dislike of any of it for me yeah but uh... <laughs> Racing something that I think you have to fly, be flying well at FPV. So I've thought about going through the race circuit this year. Um, and, and Do it, you know, Jay. Come on. Yeah, well, but it also takes time, money, and like like NJ said, sometimes you'll come home with lots of bits.
3: All, all right, I'm going to have to speak on behalf of Jack and say that we're uh, coming to the end of the show. So you two should set a date later on for the race, um, and we should uh, tell everyone how to get in touch with our guests.
2: Yeah, and maybe if you're coming over to the UK, we'll have a fly and we'll set up a race for you, Alex, and uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe if you have plans on it this way.
4: So, so yeah, where we-
3: do we go, Alex, if we want to buy your stuff?
4: Um, for Europe, you can go to airbirds.de, and for the States, you go Oh, America, uh, you can go to FPD Canada. We also have different resellers <laughs> that also make it, build it in uh, UK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. also our stuff yeah and uh, some other ones but i can't remember all of them i am mainly responsible for the development at efforts and not selling and so on so i can't know everything we'll go to those awesome places. Places.
2: had the io it was fpv uh io or something what was that website again for
3: people
4: um fpv minus sports.io that's the free waste management system yeah so yeah
3: and um Frank asks if you're doing anything for International Drone Day on the sixth of May, early May, anyway. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> I there to- a, Does Germany celebrate International Drone Day?
4: International Drone Day. Ah, I it, think maybe year running out. this year. Actually,
3: yeah.
4: Um,
2: it started from that drone show, the original podcast in America, and they wanted to promote it every (coughs) year. Okay, they were good, and people would fly them.
3: I'll Um, I'll take that as a no, yeah, Yeah, (laughs) fair enough.
1: All right, we better wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Alex, and thanks, Matthew. Thanks,
3: thank
2: you. The motley crew that is, uh, Adam. Frank, Tony, and myself been listening to the last Jack, <laughs> sort of. Jack, oh, well, Jack <laughs> in oh, he's been in the chat. Yeah, we love you, Jack. We're sorry, I didn't mean to leave you off of that. Of course, Jack. Who is this, Jack?
1: But thanks nice? for listening, everyone. Thank you. Cheers. Good night. Oh, thanks. Good bye Bye bye.